Maya, how are you? I'm good. Welcome back to Style Over Substance. Um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, lockdown has gone. Well, by the time this airs. Well. Well, I think officially that's the end of lockdown. Okay. Okay. I don't know how we're measuring I, I, this. Well, I think I don't. I think if you're able to go to restaurants and stuff like that, I guess the lockdown lifts. I suppose know. so. Yeah, in a way. Like, but there's the still in- be like restrictions and stuff. But of course, but like the initiative of just stay at home becomes like stay near home or something. <laughs> <laughs> stay somewhere, but stay. <laughs> don't go too far. Um, but yeah, so that's that's promising, and yeah. Good vibes. We've had um, some bright weather. Today was quite a nice vibe, but then it started to snow randomly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was all <laughs> over the shop, to be honest. Um, yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm all right. I'm knackered. I just made some quesadillas just to like tide me over. And I'm just chilling with my beer. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Well, I think we have to address that. Prince Phil. Oh. So for our listeners as well, mm. Prince Phil died on my birthday. Oh, God, yeah. And I'm going to be honest, the royal family seem to love my birthday. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a bit much. Um, and <laughs> I saw a really funny TikTok of this guy being like, Princess Diana did her work. <laughs> because basically my birthday is also Prince Charles and Camilla's wedding and a wedding anniversary mm-hmm. so for like his dad to die on his wedding anniversary it was kind of like oh is that yeah. Diana striking I'm gonna dampen your day child <laughs> I'm gonna get the last word out of this yeah. um but yeah so Prince Phil has sadly passed away and I've read a really interesting thing that was like I I love the royal family but I'm also not also that bothered (laughs) he's he's an old dude like he had a really good innings like he should be really proud of that but it was something like it takes quite a strong man to have taken second place Mm. at a time that he did when that wasn't normal for a man to do that Mm. and I actually thought that was a really nice sort of like way to think of it yeah but that is quite cool I agree with you like I am not a fan of the royal family. I'm pretty sure we've discussed this, but yeah. I like to w- I like to watch them like as a reality TV show. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe there's still drama and characters involved and stuff. Um, so I could I could chat shit all day about the royal family, to be honest. And I, and also Philip, <laughs> he is not exempt from criticism. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. At a time when they got married in the late 40s, and he wasn't the queen never gave him the title of king. She was always his consort and always a prince. And for him to be like, I mean, he cheated a lot and that's no secret, but for him to really let her shine for 70, what, 73 years of marriage is Mm -hmm. a feat in itself. And then I was thinking um, on the the day that he passed, um, I think it was Magic, and they were playing, of course, like the saddest of tunes. (laughs) Ballads, they were absolute bangers. But I was thinking to myself, like, I could not imagine having been married to someone that long and then for them to die. How do I continue my life without them? I do not know anything but life with this person. You don't know your parents that long. No. Quite frankly. That's, I think that's why so many sort of oldies and goldies mm-hmm. die from broken hearts or quite close yeah. afterwards, especially like the generation that they're from, where you do marry young. And also, like, yeah. obviously not the case with Liz and, F- Liz and Phil, but, like, that's also, a, like, an age group where, like, the men did everything. So mm. if the man dies, like, the woman's kind of like, I don't know how to pay my bills. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And vice versa, that the men can't cook or, like, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, she's lucky she doesn't have to, like... She's she doesn't have those problems, Widow's you pension, know? universal credit, she's all right. She doesn't have to take out the life insurance claim. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but still, like, going through life and just having that sort of regular person in your life, you're right, you don't know many people for that long. And, of course, like, you can have friendships that long. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same. Not living day in, day out with that person and, like, 
I don't know if they've got separate bedrooms or not, but like going to bed without like all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so thoughts with Queenie. Yeah. I hope she's all right. So um, let's get into fashion stories. What's yours? Yeah. So my fashion story is hairdressers are open by the time this airs. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's always been like quite a lot of talk of like once hairdressers are open after this sort of like hopefully the final time oh, we're, God. <laughs> we're locked up yeah. that like they reckon it's the rise of the bob or like basically <gasps> more high maintenance hairstyles more high maintenance yeah oh you know because see, because um... you haven't been able to mm. if your hair's grown out your blonde roots yeah. that people are gonna be like blonde me bob me let's look like slick and clean yeah there is a um there has been talk of how like after the last financial crash we had really incredible high heels mm-hmm. became like in vogue again i mean remember like the boutons were like the shoe to buy and they were incredibly high yeah. and it's like after a time of economic downturn people kind of want to come out more decadent i guess rise, rise from the ashes yeah. you know <laughs> yeah so, yeah i was going to ask you if that was something that you thought like is going to be the case because I guess a lot of people are used to the more low maintenance life mm. um but also like what is like what's the thing you're rushing like what's what's your thing you're rushing to sort of like oh, maybe that's a bit more high maintenance I or... definitely I think I want to get my nails done I mean you can see my nails now they're pretty bad um chip nail polish which is not normally something I like that's to not do. that's not, not normally something that's on your <laughs> fingers ever yeah. but I do want to get acrylics back I yeah, just I have I'm, so many images. I'm an extension girl, like yeah. yeah. And I know I won't really be able to type or do my yeah. very well. <laughs> but that's fine. You get used to it though. When I get them off, I realise how much easier typing is. Yeah, exactly. And fewer mistakes I make. But <laughs> we we live for <laughs> Yeah, life is for enjoyment and not necessarily practicalities, isn't it? So do you reckon like long nails will be a thing or like yeah, I think that definitely long nails was massive before. With the Kardashians. Like yeah, Chloe. And, just, <laughs> and in general, like everyone was getting their nails done and this period of not being able to, I think everyone is rushing and booking appointments. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think um, people have also, we've talked about before, people have also been buying fashion mm-hmm. throughout lockdowns. Yeah. yeah plural and they're (laughs) waiting to like don their new outfits so yeah I do think decadence is and like exuberance and high fashion and luxury and all of that people are gonna they're itching to like use Mm. yeah yeah I I think we'll see sort of like it might take a little while but I think people once they feel like rest assured that we're we're out for good good yeah I think we'll see some like real glam, some real like, some real. Can't wait! Mm, I'm excited. (laughs) What is your fashion story? Um, Okay, so we previously we did talk about this show, but I think I'm the last person on earth to actually watch it now, and it's anyone's (laughs) fault. Yeah, I'm watching it. Um, first off, I want to say it's incredibly easy to just watch episode after episode after episode because they're shorter than most. They're like half an hour as opposed to like the 45 hour episode that we're used to seeing. Anyway, yeah, I started watching it yesterday or day before something like in the past few days. And oh, OK, besides making French people seem sexist disgusting like (laughs) these terrible stereotypes and these really cheap jokes about eggplant as opposed to aubergine and college and university and all this like really low-hanging fruit when it comes to comedy I have been enjoying watching the looks Mm -hmm. I don't know I have enjoyed it and I was like critiquing it in my mind as I watch because the story plot is very basic um some jokes did make me laugh but like I've come to realize that none of this show is about realism it's just not like you have to throw that out of the window and get past 
it's trying to live out what the girl's fantasy is yeah. of moving to yes. Paris. That's exactly what it is. And if it means a, a new Chanel bag every day, so be it. Yeah. And I'm here for the ride. Which is what it does mean, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's my fashion story. And yeah, I'm the last person on earth to be watching it. But I will say I have been enjoying it for what it is. Once you come to terms yeah. with the fashion and how it adds to Emily's kind of naivety in a, in a way, but also her amazing luck because the whole story is filled with how everything kind of slots in Falls place. Into place yeah. Yeah. Then you can see how the fashion mirrors that and you can see how she has this amazing wardrobe, new clothes every day, but she lives in the tiniest apartment. None of it makes sense. Throw logic out the window, guys, if you haven't yet seen it. Um, but yeah, have your has your opinion changed about Emily in Paris since watching it? Because I haven't actually finished watching it. Um, I mean, I, I think we've mentioned it before. It definitely doesn't deserve a BAFTA or Golden oh, Globe or whatever no, 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 it has. No, no, no. But... No, I, you know what? I think it's really fun. I think it's lighthearted. I also have been watching for a few years a show that's just come out on Netflix, but it used to be on Amazon Prime, um, other retailers or other platforms available. <laughs> um, the Bold Type. It's corny. Oh, okay. It's cringy. It's ironically, the magazine is called Scarlet. Um, but our mutual friend Faith recommended it to me and we both like quite similar corny shows yeah. it's very American but like mm-hmm. it's got fun fashion it's sort of a bit gossip girly oh okay like okay. in terms of like girls that are dressed up totting around New York in heels type yeah. thing they work for a fashion magazine and um, and that gives me the same sort of pleasure of like watching people and it is actually like it's aspirational it's how yeah. what we talked about with Sex and the City it's aspirational it makes me think I I would love to be like that one mm. day and even though they're probably younger than me now like yeah. it's that thing of yeah that is like that is my aspiration to be like some dolled up um, yeah. person working I mean it did I did turn to Mr Big today and I was like I think we should move to France and buy a day at <laughs> Chateau like honestly let's yeah let's, do it let's just there you go that's that. like the countryside marketing or whatever it is it's working yeah. on me honestly um yeah so should we get into the episode that we have this week we shall we interrupt this broadcast to remind you Go follow us on Instagram, starloversubstancepod. Shoot us an email, starloversubstancepeak at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube, find us on Twitter. We've got all the links on our Instagram. You know what to do. So should I introduce it or do you want to? Okay, okay. Well, first of all, thanks to everyone who's actually like responded to our polls this week and yeah. last week. We see all of them and we try to respond to all of them as well. One poll that we had out this week was how do you go about saving or affording luxury fashion? Because mm-hmm. we've kind of touched on in previous episodes how it's so easy to be desensitized when it comes to the pricing of these luxury goods. We're, you know, like we're just bombarded with Louis Vuitton all the time, quite frankly. And we forget how much this stuff actually costs and how much people are out there spending. And so this episode is really about how can we save for luxury fashion? Why do we need to be saving and spending a lot of money on luxury mm. fashion? Um, should we? And ways to go about it that we think are maybe more responsible or ways in which that others have been doing so. And a couple of you have actually responded with how you go about doing it. So that's been quite cool. So yeah, Scarlett, what do you think? Yeah, so it's this is something that sort of is a real dilemma that mm-hmm. I constantly feel kind of confronted by that 
naturally because of working in fashion and being around it and being a lover and admirer of fashion I can't help but lust after like things with a luxury price tag Mm. and then you sort of start thinking yeah yeah I I could do that I could just put that like some money aside every (laughs) month and like yeah yeah, I could buy those Mm. and then you kind of get to the point of like who do I think I am? I would never spend that on anything. Why would I spend £600 on a pair of shoes? Yeah. I haven't even spent that on like the telly that I own. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I spend that on one item that's naturally going to get scuffed, blah, blah, blah. And I get like, I think we do get desensitized of like, I would never buy that. I would never just fork that out. So mm. like, because of our oversaturation of Instagram like watching fashion shows, seeing all these people. And to be honest, I would say 80% of the people I follow are in a different tax bracket to me. So mm-hmm. like, <laughs> that's a big thing as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's I have a real conundrum with it. But then I also think if that's your jam, and if you are actually financially responsible, you're not getting yourself into debt doing it, or like, having some really serious money problems from doing it um then how you spend your money is also your choice and there's a reason that these brands are still going and mm. um, like it's it's such a weird one I think it's more like the unfortunate thing is probably I'm not quite there yet um to be spending mm. it on it or justifying that but if I did have the money I think we said it before like I would have no problem mm-hmm. dropping money. If that was in my price range, I would be shopping luxury nonstop. So, so what to you is um, <clears throat> an irresponsible line? Where's that irresponsibility sit with you when it comes to buying luxury fashion? Because it's very easy for us to say, when I have money in this distant imaginary mm. future, <laughs> I will be dropping what? 1,000, 2,000 in the bag? Mm. Or are we going to go MS and say eight, nine, 10 grand in the bag, for example? And how much do you think you should be earning in order to warrant those sort of expenses? That's a really good question. I saw something, I think it might even be Molly May, who's like from Love Island or whatever, Mm. because she gets confronted quite a lot from like the things that she owns and the fact that she's always buying new stuff. Oh, really? Um, But also like, I think people don't realise how much money you make being on social media. Mm. Like I just like, we mentioned it before with like YouTubers in another episode. Like I just don't think people realise the level of money in that. Mm -hmm. Like we, we understand that Kardashians can get like hundreds of thousands of pounds from a post, but like, like Instagrammers can be get only like 10 grand from like campaigns or like, a couple of grand but they're doing it a couple times of like a week or you know mm. like that adds up on top of their existing revenue yeah um and she said something that I thought was a really great way and maybe really good advice that she never buys something unless she can afford it three times I've heard this philosophy actually not from and, her and it won't be hers yeah it won't yeah. be hers someone will have told it to her or she'll have heard it somewhere and I think that's a, a really good starting point that like, mm. yeah, it shouldn't leave your bank account empty or like you'll say it shouldn't drain your entire savings account. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. I, I genuinely think that that's a really great philosophy. But also for me, I think I catch myself being like, well, the main places I shop are places like ASOS and Zara, Sorry Planet, like yep. <laughs> Topshop when it, before it went under, like different places and Mm -hmm. here and there other places and all of that stuff but like I don't really spend past a certain point on my like individual items Mm -hmm. so what makes just suddenly me like justify that Mm. and I think that's when I catch myself of like but you would you know you don't spend that on anything so you can't like suddenly like think that that's acceptable to own and then also lots of people that I'm amongst don't have those items so I think it kind of brings me back to earth of there are like you know like my my sisters-in-law and stuff like that like yeah they they control themselves to not buy things like that because there's other things to buy and that's it's a bit obscene how about you 
Oh, I don't know. So I've never, okay, I've never bought something brand new luxury, no. except, and we'll at probably, work. yeah, we'll probably get into this later, except from where I worked at the time. Mm-hmm. And even then it was a discount. <laughs> yeah. Um I have mentioned previously before that I have my eye on getting a brand new like designer bag and I've kind of have in my mind a ballpark idea of what I'm willing to spend mm-hmm. and I've been like save so I have been selling some of the other stuff that I have other bags that I have mm. I'll go into depth with it more later but I've in my mind my plan is to sell stuff that I don't use that often and kind of put that in the kitty towards a more expensive lavish purchase but at least it's something I'm planning to use a lot and I didn't have to fork out the total amount all all at once I was trying to be as pragmatic as possible um but even with that I'm thinking to myself say I actually have the money Mm -hmm. can I part yeah let's be honest most designer bags range between 1500 pounds and like two and a half grand let's say yeah could i and and even secondhand if that's the path you would go down yeah you don't want to look to be spending much less than like a thousand because then there's a question of authenticity the niceness like the condition like yeah the condition it's in all of like yeah of that but yeah so I don't know if when it comes to it I can actually part with that money because I have not really spent that kind of money on anything else Mm. before um I mean other than like rent and that's over like a period of time so yeah that threshold is quite is quite interesting and quite difficult um but I think sometimes a way to quantify it because I've been probably for two yeah probably nearly two years now I've been lusting after the be embroidered Gucci loafers like Mm. I love them I know I'd wear them I would wear them to work I would wear them in normal life I love them and I've loved them consistently for those two years and wanted them yeah and like in no time have I let myself get them Mm. even though 600 pounds is relatively like I could have put away like 20 quid a month and like be getting well not that, yeah. like 50 pound a month or something like to be getting it. there yeah. and like it's it's a totally achievable thing especially over like two years it's like yeah. they're a, it's a constant thing that they have I think um and yeah and I just haven't let myself and then I'm like but I've wanted them for long enough it's not mm. a rash decision it's something that I know that like the amount of times like yeah, I could have worn them now. I could have worn them here. Yeah. Like all of that stuff. And it's just like my, one of my fears is it might unlock a desire to do it more often. I think as well. Oh yeah. It's like, it's, it's like Pandora's it's box. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, don't get us wrong listeners. We aren't like the beacons of finite fiscal responsibility. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not saying I'm because like, just because, because I yeah. don't buy like designer goods doesn't mean I'm like doing the best that I could be doing. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Um, I waste my money other ways. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty good at that. Um, so yeah, it is interesting. And there is a, like a, a line, um, and I have seen also um, on YouTube with a few people that I have been like kind of following for a while. And there's this, um, as you've mentioned with Molly May and people kind of questioning why is she spending this much money mm. and how she's spending that much money. I think in certain like communities and whatever, I've seen like a few like um, black YouTubers be questioned about spending money on luxury because for a lot of people in certain communities, if you don't see it, then you almost like grow up with this belief that certain people don't deserve certain things, which of course is not the case at all. Like, and especially um, like that needs to be eradicated. Yeah. But it's only when you, you know, yeah. uh, You need to see the representation, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And like your, your own lives and stuff. So that can really, as you say, stop you from 
buying into something because maybe you don't think you deserve it or you just Mm. physically cannot part with that money yeah and actually saying that I saw a girl with um one of the Dior totes Mm -hmm. and it was like the book the book tote wait just queuing for Waitrose she looked really young Mm. I live in a super affluent area by the way like yeah not that I am but like my flat is based in a super affluent area so like that's not to be unexpected that like an 18 year old would be carrying that bag Mm. and it made me think like I I again I love that bag I actually don't like the original design but I do like some of like the more like limited edition or like the different colorways oh yeah a I just think it could be a great beach bag just a great like whatever I think they're great I think that they have become maybe a little bit timeless and I think in 20 years I think it would still be a really great like piece yeah um and I was like ah I really want one of those as soon as I got home I was like I really want one of those okay I'm gonna see how much they are and like blah 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 like I should get myself one and then I suddenly got hit with who do I think I am to turn (laughs) up at like my family home in front of like everybody and justify that I've just spent like two and a half grand Mm. on a canvas tote bag Mm. but like I don't own my own property or like like I have that sort of like responsibility of like none of them have those sorts of belongings so who do I think I am to be Mm. like reckless Nelly like going and getting that yeah and at a time where like for our generation for those who are new like we're millennials you know born born in like the early 90s and you know when you it's not even just for our generation but I'm using it as just an example when you look at like the average UK wages it's like 30 grand it's not that high and for people who live outside the UK 30k is not a lot of money um and not for it to be the average considering where especially like I genuinely asked my dad about that the other day because mm. where I live you see all these personalized number plates everyone's got a Range Rover or mm. nicer and I was like but the average living wage yeah or like exactly. the average wage is 30 so how like who is that far under to counteract yeah. this yeah because it's like an average like it's, a thing it's, it's not even a median it's an average yeah. like so you've got like everyone knows the uk is quite wealthy and so you have like people who like work in the city are driving that average upwards 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 so it's lower yeah. <laughs> than 30k a year but anyway we digress like and you see like people of our generation who because of that low average earnings it's like you can't afford to buy a house even if you team up with someone else Mm. still earning 30k you cannot afford to buy a house and it seems like those are more quote-unquote responsible purchases Mm -hmm. or even like buying a car because you need it for work or buying a house because you need obviously you need it to live and it's an investment or just anything else buying like I mean food like you know like those day-to-day purchases seem are as um better ways to put your money so then for your rate or even just for your rainy day fund exactly you know like it's just that thing of like yeah it's it's hard to justify but also I think we millennials might be like the last generation of like growing up thinking that you have to own a house Mm. um because I think that actually in other nations like in Japan nobody owns a house everybody rents same with even like in Spain it's more common to just rent and in in the US as well there's like uh, there's way more renters than there are house owners and stuff like that Mm. um so I don't know but I know also after this whole pandemo um I know they want to try and help and enable as many people as they can to own homes if they want to but I think sometimes a lot of like Gen Z even millennials have kind of given up on like they would be able to afford a mortgage but they can't afford that down payment who's got like who's got yeah I mean if you even got a 250,000 pound house good luck finding that around here yeah like but you still need um, like 30k you still deposit. need 50 grand mm. like if you want a 20 percent deposit mm. that's 50 grand yeah 
Yeah. Who's got that lying around? Yeah, I think that's such a good point. Because and at, your, at a young age, if you haven't been taught money, we went to a nice school and we didn't really get taught loads about finances. We were lucky no. our form tutor did a bit, but like... It's really from you your know, parents, isn't it? I think it's hard to like be have instilled when you're young, if you are even earning well, to put money aside to uh, like to save that. There's that like it's like classic footballers. They run off and quickly like spend mm. loads of money and yeah. yeah I think it's I it's think a tough one. I think there's a correlation there because, as you said, like if you know you can never really afford a deposit. And let's face it, as house prices increase, you're mm-hmm. you're there saving, beavering away, saving your little coins. Yeah. And the price of the house is ever increasing. Up, up, up. You're never really going to reach, really, yeah. like by yourself at least. You're never really going to yeah. reach it. So and then I it think- relies on if you're single and you meet somebody that they've also been borrowing away, like borrowing away and have a big pot yeah. or like if they don't it's still then on you it's yeah and then so as like people are becoming I guess um like disillusioned with that whole idea okay um two grand for a bag is a lot of money but it's like but if you're not trying to save if you're not trying to save up for a house then like the money that you're putting aside each month saving and all that stuff there's loads of great tiktokers and youtubers if people want to understand more about how you should try and save your paycheck i say should because i need to take that advice sometimes (laughs) but like that then doesn't have to go into like your house deposit pot or whatever Mm. it could be your luxury or whatever your jam is if it's having your house decked out with speakers and amazing music and a vinyl like collection that's to die for like that's expensive too. Like if you add things like that up, if you're a skincare junkie, put your hand up. Mm-hmm. I've got my hand up. Like, you know, stuff like that, that things add up, mm-hmm. you know, makeup, like even just shoes, like you love trainers, Mim. Like I bet if you added up what your trainers are worth. I don't have be... a lot of trainers, but Do you I, not? no, I don't actually. I have more like regular shoes. Than... I, I'm like, but I'm you know, it's, it's if still you added things up, you'd yeah. be like, Okay, and actually, realistically, you probably only wear, like, three or four pairs of shoes most. Mm, mm-hmm. So then if you just spent that on those... Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It's, I, I will say that, like, on the grounds of should we be saving for luxury fashion, I think, like, the discipline of saving for something that is... It's a good discipline to have. Yeah, like, it's it's good to kind of take your time put money aside for that purchase so that you know you can definitely afford it and you're not going to be on beans and toast for the rest of the month and also it it gets you training your brain mm. to believe like I definitely want this and in a year's time or six months or four months however long it takes you to save for that item it's because you thought about it and it was intentional yeah. and it wasn't like it wasn't um, a shopping luxury fashion haul or anything as we are so often led to believe as like normal it's not yeah and also like that that way you can't sound like drunk by it or like when you're (laughs) having a bad day click purchase because why not like there's more responsibility attached and I actually think that even if you are blessed with finances I actually think whether you have to take time to save I actually think that you should give yourself like at the very least a month to really pause think about it that's what I often do with things if like you know you can get really carried away if you're on online shopping and you can think yeah I want that I want that I want that and then if you actually just take time and like that's why I love the saved section and ASOS you see Mm. all these things you saved and then you realize I don't need that or I don't need this but actually I'm still thinking about this one item so that means something I have to admit that like do you ever get this slightly off topic but do you ever get this so if I shop on Zara which is where I buy most of my junk Mm -hmm. it's like it's almost monopoly money to me yeah Yeah. (laughs) so to me 30 40 pounds in Zara is oh that's that's fine 30 40 pounds somewhere else is like let me sleep on it it's weird it's like it does it does depend on the place and yeah it I mean I I feel like I could do a course 
on like the philosophy, the psychology of how people spend their money and all of that. Ooh, I find it so do an episode on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that saving and spending time to really consider your purchases is really important because I think that helps stop it feeling like monopoly money especially these days where like you're not physically handing over that cash you're not handing over a big wad of like drug dealer money you're literally just like <laughs> you know like you're literally just giving someone a piece of plastic or you're doing it online mm. and that just zing um yeah yeah there's a responsibility there to kind of like take a bit of time but I do think that like I think Cassie gave the advice in our recent episode of like she'll do a spreadsheet and I think actually someone replied to us on Instagram with a similar thing of you assess what you want or maybe you haven't decided what bag you want from Louis V but you know like we've said the ballpark range is this so you start saving because you're like I deserve a new treat and you just basically work out what you're going to take out of your paycheck every month and do an excel like that yeah and that's a great way to do it and also again like maybe helps you remember that it is money you know like Mm. five pounds is still five pounds like and if you're having to save 150 pounds for 10 months for a Louis Vuitton bag like that's a lot of money Mm. a to save but also to like part with part with for 10 months to buy something with Mm. I do want to throw a spanner in the works though because this has been something that's like been an issue in recent months but it's obviously been going on for a long time and that's price rises because I think price rises Mm -hmm. can be such an influential factor when it comes to do I wait to buy something and be responsible about it do I just buy it now because I know the price of it is gonna go up and I quote unquote am going to buy it anyway we don't know if that's the case That that happened with my friend Isis that she got in just before the Chanel price increase and she like was really trying to because I think they they don't always tell you when they're going to do it you roughly know when okay but I think she didn't rush her purchase but like that made her want to do it a bit quicker yeah because she knew it was going to go up by another couple of hundred pounds and like and that's a lot of money as well to then save again for yeah um so yeah, I I do think that that's a real skill almost these companies have of maybe rushing that decision a little. Yeah, it is. And I think it fuels the idea of like, not only do I need to buy this now, but this whole farce, which is I can sell this back at a profit because in, in five yeah. years time don't get yourself friends yeah when like Chanel's selling the same thing for £1,000 more I can sell mine for close to that amount when there's so many other like reasons why that might not be the case or mm. can like stop you from selling it at a decent price or more than what you paid for it but yeah, it's that sense of urgency. And yeah, price rises are a sneaky one. I've I've never really um, wanted to buy into something that was like that, or I've never noticed. Ugh. No, I, I haven't had an effect with anything like that. But one thing as well, that if, if you're more of a high street shopper and more of a luxury admirer, the option of something like a sample sale is definitely one for you yeah it's it's less about getting that exact item because there's no guarantee and all of that kind of a thing but if Mm -hmm. it's like you like the idea of owning something luxury but you don't think you'd ever afford it or be willing to pay full price Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, there is an option but then also a lot of people have that dilemma of you want more things because you think you're getting a good deal like the psychology of that that you actually get brought into things for a sample sale just because it's a good price yeah and I do have um I have a Jimmy Choo bag my mum and I we went to Jimmy Choo sample sale now never have I ever (laughs) thought about buying something from Jimmy Choo but don't get me wrong I love this it's like this big old like a4 slightly bigger pouch yeah 
gray leather and it has these perforated stars on the front amazing it's it's actually a really cool piece it's good for like papers and things like that um i love it i'm not selling it but i bought in a sample sale but at the same time like i wasn't i bought it on like a casual friday afternoon yeah in my lunch break you weren't you weren't yeah determined to buy something yeah and i ended up spending money on this thing so yeah you're right in that that can entice you to I mean it's better than buying things full price 100% yeah yeah for sure and I think it is a great way to for people maybe to be introduced to staff um and sample sales are very very different from how they started like it used to be quite literally a brand selling the samples of pieces that they made and now it's almost like Mm -hmm. um because of factory minimums or maybe something hasn't sold as well the buyers didn't quite get the numbers right it's just surplus so you can actually maybe get like last season's bags last season's jumpers whatever they're ready to wear things they use in like photo shoots or they've gifted people for a period of time to do content with and then they get it back and yeah um so and actually I follow something where like I've never used it, but it's like a little Instagram page that helps you like shop sample sales. So they film the sample sale and they'll take pictures of stuff and you could literally like DM them to say, I like that. Do they have size, like size five? You know what? In London, there's so many sample sales going on. There's websites that literally tell you how on this day there's... But like these people do it for you because obviously like... If you can't leave work or all of that stuff, these people do it for you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I think we should probably talk about like something that we've experienced from like working in fashion Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, our own personal experiences. And it's like, how have you gone about owning luxury pieces um, in the past? So to be honest, like you said earlier, the only luxury pieces I own are from places that I have worked mm-hmm. um, because of the A, the staff discount, mm. and B, normally before an actual sample sale, they yeah. might have a staff one for first dibs, but also at any one point you could sh- you could shop the warehouse basically content mm. um, with your staff discount and... Um, and then, yeah, sample sales, even for the public, obviously you're allowed to go in and we would, yeah, shop. They would open it an hour before and we would shop that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've never sort of bought. And actually, even then, like I was spending a fair amount, not not the full price ever. Mm. But like, so for example, if the bag would retail for 750 then the sample sale price would be like 150 so like that's obviously a huge saving but again I did get myself into a point of being like oh so we'd never be spending this on the bag (laughs) but they're lovely bags and also the problem is when you're like working on design I'm sure it's the case even if you don't work on design but like you've helped with that process or you've helped design that bag or whatever and you want to own it or like you know you've worked late nights doing like technical packs for it or whatever it might be that like you've got an attachment you see this Um, stuff so much even like as you said I never worked in design but yeah merchandising I'm sure it's the same stuff so much you're like I I deserve to own that now yeah why can't I have that as well and also it's something where you will never get those discounts again and I definitely no. made the most of that when I worked for a knitwear company and I'm a big fan of like nice knitwear you can tell like mm. you really yeah, can tell you can, you can. And I still love those pieces that I got when I worked there and I still like they still look great like they're still you have to take care of knitwear but like I'm I'm really glad that I own them yeah and it's that kind of a thing of like it that because of that I think I have a reluctance to pay full price, which is a bit of a problem because mm, yeah. obviously I don't work at every brand under the sun. Um, and actually saying that one of the last places I worked, the staff sample sales were pretty poor discounts. Oh, um, But that was also because the price of the items were so high 
that the staff discounts were still like several hundred like you were still having to pay several hundred pounds yeah. for an item or like mm. yeah like upwards of 500 pounds for a bag and you're just like no that doesn't feel like a discount to me I don't care if it retails for over a thousand pounds that doesn't feel like a discount yeah I know what you mean I think that staff discounts and sample sales and stuff is just not no especially staff discounts I don't hear very much about them ever when I see hauls yeah when I see shopping sprees online um or I mean people talk about buying vintage or maybe buying um in the sale and stuff like that or even going to out um outlet factory yeah. stores and things but staff discounts give you the best discounts For sure. like I in the same way that you've experienced I have most of my stuff is like secondhand like bought on like eBay and things like that or it's because I worked for the brand and I got insane discounts at my last place of work like for example I um I do have some men's pieces ready to wear and they're like jackets and I have a mm. raincoat and I wear those. Like I wear this raincoat every like autumn and whatnot. And I think it probably would have retailed just to give context to people who've never worked in fashion. I think they retail at like 1,500 or something like that. It was really expensive. And I bought this coat so cheap I couldn't even remember how much I paid for it like I'm talking I probably pay like 20 pounds for it and it might have been just like a sample for um wholesalers to come and see the new collection so they were never planning to sell it yeah it was pretty much like seen as if they sell it to staff that's a bonus bonus, yeah but it's not calculated to ever make revenue for them it's like dead stock in a sense or like bags I literally have bags that Mm. sell for 500 pounds and I paid like 15 pound for them because it's literally like they're just sitting on stock and they're like you might as well like give us a pound for it because otherwise what are we going to do with this next season? We're going to have a whole new selection of stuff that's going to come through production um, as samples. And we're just going to be sitting on this for another two years. So staff sales, um, the sample sales were actually borderline ridiculous. And actually they've already spent the money to make it. Yeah. So like, I remember when I was interning, if I worked weekends, Mm because they weren't paying me on them and they weren't going to pay me for the weekend. They would just ask me to go into the room where we had like surplus stock and I could pick like an item of clothing if I were like, or pick something. There weren't the leather bags like there, but like I could pick something basically to take home. And so like, that was a nice incentive. And then I also remember, so again, in fashion, like like maybe this trench coat actually never made it that you're Mm. talking about your raincoat. So like, it's a totally not important piece. Yeah, it never made it to the final collection. Yeah, Mm. and actually I then was just gifted, I think I was gifted two bags. Um, One, like, was half exotic, Mm -hmm. but I had worked on the print of it and, like, the design sort of technicalities. And But the the creative director was just like, I just don't like it. And I was like oh really like do you not want it in the collection she's like oh if you love it you can have it yeah and sometimes it's stuff that has not actually been put through quality control so they can't sell it to public because it's not a true representation of the quality the stitching well and also I think it was more like they don't want to seem to be selling it Mm. because she doesn't want that associated with oh 100 percent with her designs and stuff like that and yeah it's so that's kind of, I think that's spoilt me. Mm. Um, and actually, I remember being given a pair of shoes from my last place just because they were in the, the store cupboard. Mm-hmm. And my boss just went to me, what size shoe are you? And I was like, a five. She was like, here, take these home. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, what? And we also have to remember, like, when you work in fashion, 
you might be like allowed to choose a couple pieces every quarter because it's mm. part of your uniform allowance. And yeah. so I remember we um, we would get discounts on when I worked in lingerie, we would get discounts on those things, or we would have staff incentives. Like if you mm-hmm. sell the most, then you you get to take home this item, and and so it became like part of working there. You had to be a representative representative of the brand in itself and that's a massive way why there's a lot of people with designer pieces they work for these conglomerates so for example you work even, yeah for... like even in the shop like well even more so to be honest because they have to be seen repping in the shop and um, then just in the headquarters or in the main office like yeah. definitely and actually a few places that I've worked people have it in their contract essentially that they're allowed to spend a certain amount on mm. on like the on the lookbook basically they can pick up to a certain amount and then they can pay their own money obviously but they're basically essentially gifted mm-hmm. as part of their bonus or as part of their salary yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a certain like a certain amount yeah, so the moral of the story, guys, also is if you don't work in luxury fashion, but you know someone who does, ask them for their staff discount. Or think what, and, and also like think what you can kind of do for them type of a thing. So, yeah. what, like my sister in law works in makeup, and so she has sort of, um, she has loads of discounts when it comes to beauty products. And so I used to obviously help her get her bags, but like she also uses that for other like connections. So there was definitely a point I know that she's just had like all saints like um all saints like liberty all these different places that she could basically like tap into but like I'll get you that foundation you love from like yes. space in K for less but like if if you can get me that like all saints leather jacket for less and like oh boy that was think- like yeah the beauty of working in yeah. a department store for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so like definitely try and do that and also yeah like if Unless a staff member has a limit, which I've never had anywhere I've worked. If you work in store, you tend to have a limit because they you don't try really to use and abuse it. Yeah, they try to cap um, employees from buying something but selling it on with a markup, yeah. um, and then just churning that out. But I mean, if they're like your friend, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to do what you can to make those savings. But yeah, it's insane. I think that it's important to be like transparent about you know if you see me down the street in gucci don't ask me how i paid for it okay (laughs) yeah and actually i think i think we have to remember that there's there's a lot that goes on that i don't know if people would always be that like open and honest with you know like i think Mm. i think there's a lot of show i think especially the people we look at on instagram like I don't think that Molly May's in any collaboration with like Louis Vuitton or whoever she's buying into the most, no. but also like there will be times where she's being gifted things or like whether it's that or other stuff or like, just remember she's like earning top dollar. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you don't want to be um, keeping up with the Joneses. Even I think though that's, that's something really difficult, you've got so. to remember. You've got to have that little self-reflection, I think, of why do I want to own it? Because if it is to keep up with the Joneses or the Kardashians or Queen Liz, like, you've got to check yourself because actually you shouldn't have to keep up even with your peer group, even if your peer group are all affording it. Mm. But, like, essentially if you're not that bothered about owning it, then you shouldn't own it just to keep up or just for appearances. Yeah. Because you know what? In that situation, go get yourself a fake from from Dave down the road, you know? Stop promoting fakes. <laughs> oh, but like, or go get a really great Zara copy, you yeah. know? like, And not that I agree that Zara should copy people things either but like, like something that's similar but not like a blatant like chanel don't, logo don't go yeah. like spending or saving all your hard-earned pennies for something mm. just to like keep up with your friends because i'm telling you if they're your good friends i couldn't care less what bag you have around yeah yeah I thanks, thanks. You know, it makes me feel better you're my pal that's yeah the end oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> um i think also is um 
really a good way to like be able to upgrade what you have in your wardrobe is selling off stuff that you no longer use I do a lot of that I am banging to eBay Mm. and I I think that's a great idea yeah like you get more space in your wardrobe you earn extra money and you can justify it then a little bit more yeah so have you like what's your relationship with eBay and selling online I I definitely used to do it a lot I did it before I went traveling for a bit and actually I think my in my parents house there's like bags of clothes that I was like I'll sell those on eBay and I haven't yet and actually I keep meaning to like pick them up Mm. because right now we've got a bit more downtime just to stick all of that on eBay if it doesn't sell or depop if it doesn't sell within x amount of time I make my piece with it and it goes to a charity shop but like um, I'm a big fan of that. I I get in real holes where I really shop a lot on eBay because I'm like, why would I ever buy something firsthand again? Like there's that real moment because I don't care about seasons. But you know what? When you do buy stuff firsthand, this is, this is really like me mm. thinking about this bag that I want to get. When you do buy something firsthand, it's glossy, isn't it? Oh, it's and I actually slick. agree that especially if you're going to save up and that's like a real big purchase, you deserve that like in-store experience. Like, I think you do deserve that. But like for a Zara number, like there were loads of stuff that I loved of theirs last summer. And I'm like, so if I can buy that this year on eBay for like yeah. a couple of quid rather than it being like the 40 quid or whatever it was like originally. Mm-hmm. I don't care that it was from last season because like even if I bought it last season I'd be wearing it this season as well so um that's where I think eBay is great and also yeah you can you can make a bit of money on it and all of that stuff I'd say say no returns guys (laughs) if you're gonna sell on eBay don't let people return that stuff people love to complain Uh, Um, yeah yeah it's an it's an interesting one um but I've also actually I have sold some bags on eBay too bags that I got in sample sales mm. and all of that stuff and then actually when I was feeling really gluttonous about how many bags I had yeah and if I had two of the same style um I tried to give myself sort of a hard look of like do you actually wear this will you wear it did you own it just because you could get it for a good price get rid mm. of it Mm-hmm. some I regret but I'm also very bad at letting things go so are you yeah oh mm. like there are still some clothes that I've sold on eBay where like for a while I was like oh, that would have been great or you can't make hasty yeah. decisions when you decide to sell I, something. well I think more I'm an overthinker so oh, I always okay. revisit things which is unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> but have you found like that you've enjoyed eBay and do you think that's kind of a way that you're almost justifying your saving? Yeah, a hundred percent. I've always been an eBayer. Like when I've when I've gotten broke, yeah. <laughs> like full transparency. You know, when you're say in between when times jobs, are tough, yeah. Or your current job isn't, you know, it's not bringing home enough bacon or whatever. Or simply when I feel like I do have too much stuff or stuff that I just I'm not it doesn't spark joy Marie Kondo um I do sell stuff and I'm fairly consistent with selling on eBay if I'm honest um I kind of do enjoy it a little bit it's hard work but there's a a real thrill if people buy things and also you know the things you don't always think are even going to be worth a whole lot oh no if that gets into a bidding war just like someone's really desperate for it it's fantastic (laughs) I will say that in my experience the vast majority of stuff that I've sold has not been through bids it's been through offers people yeah. just approach you and they're like are you willing to accept this are you willing? and also a tip when you're selling on eBay is always start your starting bid as what you're willing to accept like if mm-hmm. one person bids that you're happy to part with yeah. the item for that amount of money but yeah I do and I feel like I am at a stage where I'm like I need to clear out having worked for a handbag company I need to clear out some of that stuff um it's in order to make way for something new Mm -hmm. Uh, Mr Big Things I have way too many bags but you know the the, like caveat of it but there's different 
occasions there and are. uses. Yeah, and I actually have gone through them with him to get his opinions on what I should sell and stuff. But if, like, if I'm completely honest, because I've worked for like brands and I've got insane discounts, the stuff that I have sold has literally paid off for the rest of the stuff that I've kept. Mm. So I feel like I'm. At, oh, this is how I justify it to myself. I feel like I'm at like a net loss, a net, a net loss or win. You know, it's just in the middle. Yeah, balanced itself you, you out. Balanced but, it out. Yeah, um, and I think that that's a. A really good way to approaching buying luxury because at this at the end of the day if you're going to spend a lot more money on something which let's be honest we know luxury fashion is taking us for a mug they are they the prices are very oh, high yeah um but if there's something you want to buy then i think the best thing you can do is like make sure it's something you're going to hopefully you're going to love for a long time and you're going to use it a lot mm. I think that the, I think that's actually a really important thing to say is that yeah. a lot of people will buy like let's go for a Chanel caviar leather handbag and they don't ever want to use it or they save it for best mm. and yeah okay it's in pristine condition yeah but you also use it once a year like and that's then not really like price per wear isn't like not really good enough but also like just owning it shouldn't be enough you should enjoy it and you need to use it yeah this is this is kind of like the point that I was we were discussing last week with Mm. unpopular fashion opinions and I realized I didn't explain myself very well in that when people buy a lot of classics because they believe that is their yeah that is what they should be buying into in order to get the the most amount out of their luxury purchase. I feel like if you're going to spend that kind of money, you need to wear the hell out of something. Mm. That's what I think. If and I actually like, luxury is irresponsible, at least use it to death. Yeah, for sure. I like when my bags have a bit of wear on. Yeah, mm. okay. Sometimes I wish they didn't have that little scratch or whatever. But mm. I think you know what? I also wear it, and I'm. Like, I'm not too careful about my bags. I just think, you know what, they're here to be used. I'll do my best. I'm not going to throw it on the floor and, like, you know, kick it. Mm. But I also just think, like, these things are worth having. And also because a lot of them I haven't paid full price for, I think that I'm not sat there being like, that's just taking 50 pounds off of the bag. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true, actually. But but also, I just think you have to be like that, even if you have, I think you have to be prepared to use it. You've got to, like, I was saying this when I was been painting and decorating this week, mm. um, and cracks form, because my brother's just had an extension, and the house has to settle. So mm-hmm. over the next few years, cracks will show. And then, like, you'll get a decorator in and you just fill them. But, like, I was trying to tell my sister-in-law, like, nothing stays pristine for forever. Like, you know, you can't buy a car and not scratch it ever. You Mm. can't buy a bag and expect to never, like, have a pen leak or your lipstick get on it or whatever it might be. You have to be prepared when you part with that money for, like, some destruction. Yeah. Don't be Kim Kardashian crying about her diamond earrings. (laughs) like please like things are like you know things are are disposable they're just stuff aren't they it's just stuff yep yeah you know and it's not it's not that deep <laughs> and on that note yeah you got anything else to add in regards to saving for luxury fashion i just think be careful guys you know um but also if that's what you want to spend your money on there is no judgment here Mm. if you if you looked through my bank statements i'd probably be severely ashamed um so (laughs) you know but i think i think just think about it pause on it maybe see maybe go with that if you can afford it three times over Mm. intentional Um, purchases and like intentional uses as well yeah and also like get I think get it because you just love it, you know. <gasps> Ask for it as a gift, you know. Like, let's be honest. Like, would Mister Big buy you this bag? No chance. No, in hell. because he's vegan, so he wouldn't buy me leather. But but you're plant based. But you know, we've had this discussion that I'm not completely over yeah, leather yeah, yeah. yet because I feel yeah. like there's not really good alternatives yet. 
But oh, controversial! Oh yeah, that's my controversial. <laughs> we'll do an episode. Oh, we actually want to do an episode yeah. for that. <sighs> but I'm. I have not um, ruled out leather bags. To be honest, um, there's ways to do leather bags, and there's ways not to do leather bags. I think. Um, but yeah, so he wouldn't bite me. What I could do. But my point was more. That's a really extravagant gift. Yeah, 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 it is. <laughs> but still, guys, there's nothing wrong with a gift card. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with a gift card. <laughs> but yeah, and also, you could just ask for money for your birthdays, occasions, for saving up. You know, if people exactly. could do that for their wedding presents, that they ask you for money for their honeymoon. Stop. A luxury registry. Oh, my <laughs> God. That oh my God. is exactly this what is I'm going to do. This is our million-dollar, like, idea. <laughs> <laughs> Do you then have to share that with your husband? That's for another day, maybe. But yeah, I think I think my wedding should come with me getting my fashion out, maybe. Ooh. I think that, that, yeah, or a push present or like an yeah. engagement present or yeah. something. I'm here for it. For if, sure. If he wants to propose with a ring, I'd be like, you know what Scarlett really wants? <laughs> she wants a double classic flag. Yeah. <laughs> She'll say yes. <laughs> Oh, you know what i probably would prefer that to a diamond you know oh we could talk about diamonds and how they're hugely overinflated in price but and that's also what... i just i just don't think we we know enough about diamonds to know what's nice you know hmm. we have to send it off to an expert to tell us how nice our ring is i mean you could also buy one of those like beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> Those little, I don't know, contraptions. <laughs> yeah. If your jewellery's real. We digress, though. We digress. Yeah. We digress. Um, but yeah, thanks for sending in your ways that you save money. Um, that was really helpful for us. And we like interacting with you guys, and we hope that continues. Mm-hmm. So, um, also, what's our question that we're posing to our listeners this week? Maybe what, what are you saving up for? <gasps> That's a good one, actually. Uh oh. Yeah. I'm gonna have to start like start your registry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of Style Over Substance. And um, um we'll speak to you later. <laughs> Doodles. Bye. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.